Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. I'm your host Sri Ayer, and today I have with me Sri T G Mohandas, and we are going to talk about the challenges entrepreneurs face in Kerala. They have been having this problem for a long time. Looks like this is now becoming a exodus, a rout of sorts. So let's welcome Sri Mohandasji. Mohandasji, Namaskar, and welcome to P Guru's channel. Namaste, Namaste. Mohandasji, you have been an entrepreneur yourself, and over the years. Uh, it has been said that Kerala is is a very huge problem for any kind of entrepreneurship, thanks to its communist movements. How is it that it is so bad, and has it improved? I thought Pinarayi Vijayan meant business because in the first few years it looked encouraging. How do you see things now, sir? <laughs> I was never an entrepreneur. I was killed in the bed by. <laughs> Uh, the bureaucracy of Kerala uh, way back in 1979. So I have to leave Kerala for a job. No job was available. I was not uh, worried also because me and my friend were mechanical engineer. I was electronic engineer. We planned for an industry and uh, uh, we failed to just source the raw material. Uh, on those days, you see, you don't know what is what. There is no internet, nothing. Not even uh, good telephone connections. So someone has to give us. Uh, we need uh, lead, you know, soldering lead. So for that, uh, you need uh, lead that is only given by the government through State Industrial Development Corporation. So many jamelas were there. Finally, we both were disheartened. We both uh, went outside Kerala. My friend came after uh, 40 years. I came after maybe 20 years or so uh, in uh, various other capacities. So I was never an entrepreneur. Kerala will not uh, allow any entrepreneurs. I'll tell you, in uh, 1979, you need to have 22 licenses for a small and medium scale industry and 32 licenses for a large industry. Now today, you need uh, 23 licenses for uh, small and medium scale and 33 licenses for uh, large. We're having some uh, power. Oh, go ahead, sir. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you need uh, 33 uh, uh, licenses. Why this uh, one license extra after uh, 45 or 50 years? That is because they have a process of uh, online uh, uh, licenses, and that is what is called single window process. So whatever you were doing previously, 22 licenses, that you have to get and then upload everything in the single window through online and get that also. So 22 plus 123 um, for heavy industry scale, 33. Now this is the change what has taken place in Kerala. All other things are remaining the same. Through your audience, let me give a challenge to the industrial minister of Kerala whosoever he may be. Please bring an entrepreneur 
to any uh, uh, this that television channel of your choice and let the entrepreneur make uh, a statement for 5 minutes give him a time of 5 minutes let him say what is happening in kerala and you will understand the real story but no television channel is interested in bringing entrepreneurs to their studio because all this kerala story the the industrial story will be uh, collapsing in front of us therefore there are no major industries in kerala all industries are patronized by government there public sector industries they are just uh, existing for giving salaries to the vested interests who have got a job there and they are kicking away this is the truth now this is the bureaucracy now you take a trade union now uh, there is a surya mart umbrella in kerala there was i don't know now whether, whether they are operating or not which was by state nagji purushottam and company they had their uh, umbrella factory in calicut they were the sponsors of nagji tournament football tournament in kerala when they wanted to expand they selected the mangalore they wanted to invest uh, at that time around 400 crores in umbrella manufacturing they went to mangalore they wanted to uh, manufacture fasteners like nuts and bolts they started in uh, somewhere near kerala border uh, in coimbatore district then i asked them uh, what is happening why are you leaving kerala they said no when we leave see said nagji has got not less than 100 years experience in kerala so when we wanted to expand we expand to mangalapuram and uh, coimbatore that means uh, that is a real problem the problem is no industry can uh, work in kerala you have uh, hundreds of trade unions don't think that only cpm or pro bjp or cpi not only they there are naxalite trade unions muslim league has a trade union every trade union 16 or 17 trade unions are there they will give you a list of uh, people whom you have to appoint otherwise they will see to it that you are closing down your shutters this is even today this atmosphere is existing everybody will speak too much about uh, ease of doing business etc nothing there is no ease of doing business even government businesses are running into trouble the great ksrtc road transport corporation is almost uh, uh, on the verge of extinction this is the situation in kerala now there are few it industries some islands have been created where this sort of uh, mischief will not take place there are some special economic zones which has been created exclusively for those people therefore very few it companies are uh, working in kerala that too in a nominal uh, fashion you know uh, kerala was the first uh, it hub uh, started was trivandrum but after that you see bangalore how it prospered how trivandrum is uh, lacking everything there are few it companies uh, working in kerala otherwise everybody eligible for a job go outside kerala 
everybody who want to start an industry will go to number 1 gujarat number 2 tamil nadu number 3 even punjab but not kerala you speak to any industry is everybody has migrated out of uh, kerala the one of the biggest uh, industries in kerala is uh, that vigard uh, vigard doesn't have a factory in kerala everything is done in tamil nadu but vigard is doing business and that kochosip uh, chitlapalli is the owner of vigard he is happily living in kerala a good man uh, he wanted to do something some unloading work was there even he did it on his own because uh, labor didn't allow him he went to police station that didn't click you know his uh, turnover is around 2500 crores a year and that man has to uh, unload uh, the whatever load he has brought he has to do it uh, himself this is the situation take the kitex the latest story kitex was planning kitex is um, a garment uh, company they had plans to expand over 4500 crores they went to telangana that became a very big problem uh, he said uh, see i cannot operate in uh, kerala i have a unit in kerala somehow i thought i'll expand it but the authorities the politicians the trade unions will not just will not allow me to function here therefore i am migrating to telangana and you know the moment he announced it through television channels the next day the industries minister of telangana sent him a special aircraft to kochi requesting him to come to telangana we will give you all facilities please invest uh, 4500 crores in telangana now uh, he has invested he has started uh, functioning there this is the situation in kerala despite all the tall talk by ministers industrial secretaries nothing it is all i watch nothing will happen in the ground level i am sure i am a victim of that not now but around 45 46 years back after that i have seen several industries coming up and closing down coming up and closing down you know trading can take place take place in kerala that is what is because it is a consumer state you have to have uh, consumer goods therefore trading is uh, going on that you understood supervision by uh, the trade unions on their terms and conditions trade is going on this is the kerala story money is coming from outside not only from gulf countries money is coming from europe europe uh, is a better employer even uh, than uh, this uh, gulf countries gulf countries give you meager salary so uh, for people of kerala it's a big salary compared to europe it is nothing europe and america are uh, giving good salaries and uh, that money is coming to kerala and malayalis working outside kerala in tamil nadu in andhra you know 12 lakh malayalis are working in gujarat this <laughs> the most fastest uh, administration going on there 12 lakhs malayalis are working in gujarat and they are sending money to kerala many people have migrated the second generation have migrated goodbye kerala they have nothing to do with kerala i have two daughters i am telling you openly both two daughters declared that we will not be coming back to kerala they are outside kerala their husbands are working outside kerala 
they will not come back they have decided this is the coming generation coming generation nobody is going to be there in kerala and there is a statistical report also that kerala's average age is increasing and increasing and after 5 or 6 years 75% of kerala population will be above 50 years of age see what will be kerala's shape at that time it's very easy to make a pompous dialogue but nothing is happening at the ground level this is the industrial kerala story so let me ask you a very simple question 80% of remittances from let us say gulf don't come through normal uh, streams they come via hawala which means it is under the tax it does not get recorded as a tax revenue now if there are no companies that tax revenue is also not there then where is the tax base or what is the revenue for the state of kerala mohandas ji if if you send the money through proper channel from gulf that is also not taxable it is tax free because it is a foreign exchange so therefore uh, most of the people they send their money uh, in a legitimate manner very few people do hawala they are uh, criminals uh, huge money is being uh, transferred this type of business uh, very few people uh, do that all other people they get their salary they after their expenditure whatever little bit is there they transfer it uh, at a time when they get maximum uh, indian rupees for their real or dirham whatever it is this is the normal uh, transaction most of the people now tax revenue is a uh, very very low in kerala uh, since gst has come uh, kerala is uh, getting good tax because straight away half half of gst is uh, going to states now what they do is uh, kerala lost in gst here and there there was a compensation package of uh, government of india uh, because when they uh, brought gst there were a few states consumer states were uh, losing tax and uh, manufacturing states were gaining so there has to be a balance so they gave five year time to the consumer state saying that we will give you a, a compensation for five years but not more than that by the time you have to adjust your revenue five years run out now no? that five year yes the five years has run out because july 1st 2017 was when the gst yeah. was promulgated so five years have run yeah. out so where do things stand now sir five years are over that is why now kerala is shouting that uh, uh, the central funds are not coming central funds are not coming hey bhai you are not entitled to that that compensation is over but they will not say that they will say that oh modi is bad he is not giving us money modi is giving the money whatever is uh, due to every state then government has to give according to niti ayog there is a distribution there is a formula the money will automatically flow and all sorts of restrictions are there rbi is uh, um, uh, i mean uh, monitoring everything how much overdraft you are taking for how much time how much loan you have taken all these things are happening automatically nobody can change this it's a piece of software like thing which nobody no state or center can change they can change it only in the gst council 
with the agreement of uh, everybody and then only they can change the software so all these uh, uh, speech of uh, uh, central fund not coming at the try is part uh, it is untrue now kerala is uh, getting whatever revenue they are getting from the trade and little bit manufacturing here and there whatever is surviving they are getting that uh, and the biggest revenue is from uh, fine and um, exchange of land this is one of the biggest revenue they have increased the tax rate when you sell or buy land there is huge tax in kerala to the tune of uh, it was 13% now i think it is uh, 20% and uh, the fine uh, the helmet fine the over speeding fine now you know the biggest controversy going on in kerala is the artificial intelligence cameras fit in the highway so anybody uh, can be caught for not wearing his seat belt at the drive so they impose huge fine on you and they have kept a target also 750 crores per year you have to collect through uh, road fines road offenses over speeding or parking in a wrong corner something like that there are several offenses are there for which they will punish you 2000 rupees 3000 rupees chalan ghar mein aayega you have to pay it online this is the uh, status this is how they are making money police has been given a target every month in kochi i know i cannot disclose the name of the policeman he said that yes the, every month there is a target for every police station there is a target somehow you have to pick up somebody some offense you have to charge and put a fine on him and take money and deposit it in our treasury this is how kerala is surviving and it's a deep financial crisis you know i don't know how they are paying salary at this rate if they operate uh, honestly next month they will not be able to pay salary but they do so many watch for things and uh, make money uh, and then uh, pay the salary don't pay the pension then the pensioners will shout on you then pay certain pension then the salary people will shout on you this type of uh, musical chair is going on in kerala well uh, viewers uh, we are going to also touch upon this lavalin scandal about how many times supreme court has uh you know deferred hearing the case that is against pinaray vijayan we'll touch upon that in just a few moments but more interestingly i want to ask mohandas ji sir kerala floated masala bonds they went to i think london stock exchange mr pinaray vijayan rang the bell and then masala bonds were floated and then these actually were sold then what happened was when the payment came up the kerala government could not make good that payment you know what they did i think this is my story i don't know this is my information you can correct me if i'm wrong they basically put the payment of the bond on the state budget itself in other words anything that they can load they are loading it on the state exchequer bonds are separate treated separately bonds are floated money is raised that money is lent out the money lent out gets an interest and using that interest you are supposed to pay the bonds so basically these guys don't even understand how bonds work but they want to make a song and dance of it what happened on that one sir oh that is a miserable failure because the cag has made a comment not now one year back cag said uh, you are doing a foolish thing 
you are paying 12% interest uh, for this masala bond but you could have got the same money at the rate of 9% through indian banks if money was your need you could have approached state bank of india or canara bank they would have lent you 9% at the rate of 9% now you went for this circus eventually you are paying 12% that also you don't have money now government of kerala uh, said that there is there is an institution created by uh, government of kerala that is called kisbi kerala uh, industrial financial something something they are responsible for this mess government is not responsible then cag said that nothing see it is a creation of your own government you cannot disown saying that they are doing some nonsense we are not responsible you have given guarantee to uh, everything you have given government guarantee so this argument is going on and i think the government of kerala has gone to kerala high court also saying that uh, uh, whatever a, a public company is doing we are not responsible technically we have given guarantee that doesn't mean that uh, we should pay etc and it is pending in the court but thing is masala bond has uh, miserably failed it failed to uh, generate any revenue worth speaking uh, and uh, it's lying like that yeah sir mohanas ji india does not understand bonds it was not just kerala that did this a few decades ago i think bengaluru the city of bengaluru floated bonds and when it came to pay then what happened was there was one month or something like that uh, professor rb had explained this in one of his hangouts on p gurus one month when they had to pay the salaries of uh, one group of people the money from the bonds was taken out and the salaries paid once the money went out of the bonds there was no more money left to invest or to lend out in order to collect interest so the bond idea has collapsed in india except for a few things that the center floats once in a while this whole concept is people needs to understand that stock market is not always going to be up and up and up and up it will also go down bonds are supposed to be your insurance against a falling stock market therefore you should be having a portfolio which consists of stocks and bonds and india doesn't understand this concept of bonds it's basically because politicians are always looking at the money 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 they don't care what's going to happen tomorrow they don't understand if mr pinarayi vijayan went and rang the bell in london stock exchange selling the masala bonds he is the face of the bonds i hope the kerala high court sees its way clear through this and tell him you are the guy who went and you were the face of this bond you bloody well accept and make sure that this is part of your problem i i don't know when you know this kind of assertive judgments will come it is clear as black and white for me sir what do you think is going to happen see indian politicians generally believe that you can issue bonds and just forget about that this started in 1962 during chinese war government of india issued public bonds worth 1 rupee 2 rupee 5 rupee and they collected huge money i remember my mother was having a 5 rupee bond with her several years passed we never knew what to do with this bond who will uh, who can we show this bond and take our 5 rupees back 
but a situation came that uh, we were uh, rich enough to forget five rupees. Now you know, uh, anybody will say that, Aray, five rupees, what can I do? Let's leave it. So this gave an impression to Indian bureaucracy and Indian politicians that you can issue bonds, collect money, so that people will uh, forgive you. Yeah, this is what has uh, led to this crisis. See, certain superstitions, Indian politicians, everybody, I am uh, telling you across all political uh, spectrum, everybody has this type of uh, superstition. And um, they create our, uh, they make our policy and we land up in uh, serious problems. Sir, if, if they don't do these things, then, well, like you said, if the youth of Kerala are leaving Kerala, then the it's an imminent collapse because what will happen is the people who are going to be putting money into the system which is you know a middle class young employee you know goes and works in a company makes some money and that tax base comes in if that goes away on top of that i keep hearing every time the communists are in power they bring their party workers in as personal staff of the minister on a rotational basis Every time, one year or something like that, they make that person a government employee. That person is rotated out. Then he gets pension for life for doing nothing. Somebody else is brought in his place. That guy gets pension. So they are loading up the government tax. So this was this was Arif Mohammad Khan, the governor of Kerala, who made this observation. But so how long can this charade go on, Mohandas Ji? It will go uh, as far as possible. This system started in uh, 1984. Uh, it required one uh, Arif Muhammad Khan to bring it out and say it openly. But the system was there from 1984. They were, uh, I mean, siphoning off money like this by rotation. LDF as well as UDF. BJP is uh, rather uneducated in uh, such manners, so it's beyond their comprehension what is happening in Kerala. So they make some mandatory noise when some news comes in the channels. They just uh, create their ruckus about that and then drop it. Because the corruption and the way uh, the sophisticated corruption Pinarai is doing, I think uh, only Chidambaram can do. Nowadays, what is happening in, in this uh, AI camera trouble also, nobody is understanding what is the corruption. You know, there are ever so many labyrinthine loops you make and then a uh, siphon of money that an ordinary man like me will lose the track in between. Probably a Sriyayar will understand or Professor RV will understand or Dr. Swami will understand. I tweeted one day that Please call Swami to just make us understand what is happening in Kerala. We know it is corruption, but I am unable to explain it. That is the complicated manner in which uh, they are doing. Now, uh, uh, Sri Ayurji, you tell me, how many people will understand what is this aerosol Max's case? Very few will understand. It is beyond comprehension of ordinary people. Yes, ordinary yes. people are not financial wizards. So, it is very difficult now for the opposition to understand the way in which Panarayi Vijayan is making money. So, that is why I presume that uh, P. Chidambaram will be his uh, advisor. No one else can uh, take this, uh, this much uh, pain to make money. 
and it works very smoothly like a well oiled machinery he is making money sir what happened to mr isaac thomas is he still the finance minister pardon i didn't get you i isaac thomas isaac thomas ah, yeah. finance minister he has been he has been already dumped by the party hmm. he exists through some speeches some youtube videos uh sometimes twitter spaces like that he is existing that's all he doesn't have any value inside the party or the government anymore he is finished politically finished they also got geeta gopinath as the <laughs> cea or something like that chief economic advisor for kerala what did she suggest any changes came about because of that no uh, for her it was a stepping stone he became the advisor of pinrai uh, vijayan and the next step uh, he uh, she went to uh, delhi now she is i think um, a part of uh, niti ayog or part of rbi or something she has left pinrai vijayan for her it was a, a ladder through the stage you can enter center that was the uh, design that's all and she did that and she is uh, uh, happily enjoying her position I no. think she's an IMF now. I think she's an IMF now. She's an IMF now. Ah, yeah, but uh, she was uh, she was given some assignment by government of India also. Mm. Our um, mm. uh, J. Gopi Krishnan can tell you that story. Call him one we'll day. We'll find out. Let's yeah, how we'll Vita Gopinath we'll played her cards. <laughs> we'll you find know, out. I think this is the problem. See. for every person you need to have an uh, expert on him. for every minister you have to put one financial expert to find out how this man uh, uh, makes money so if there are 20 ministers you need at least 40 people to follow them and find out what they are doing the system has become so complicated that a single man cannot handle it. Now, uh, what happened on that gold smuggling case, sir? Where is the latest now, Swapna? Oh, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nothing so happened. It's been, it has been it swept under the carpet. It is like as it was at the start. Maybe uh, they have uh, once again arrested this day the gold smuggling uh, uh, ED case or customs case. The trial is going to take take place somewhere in June 20th or so. That is the status. it it will be dragging for years and years brother and nothing will come out like what has happened with the lavlin case so let's talk about lavlin case what is the case and why is it that supreme court keeps giving deferment after deferment tarikh pe tarikh to mr pinarayi vijayan you see it's uh, lavlin is a canadian company they were given given certain repair job in a uh, water uh, power house uh, in which uh, they offered some kickback and it was taken by pinrai uh, vision this is the basic case not only pinrai vision few other uh, the then uh, kerala state electricity board offices also are perplexed now the first step pinrai vision went to the lower court said that please so there is a provision for discharge petition you can say that i have nothing to do with this case you can prima facie examine and acquit me at the initial stage itself this is called discharge petition 
Now the lower court discharged him, not only him, around six people they discharged. Now the government went on uh, appeal to the high court. High court also upheld the discharge. But they upheld uh, discharge of three, cancelled uh, discharge of another three. So everybody went to uh, Supreme Court. Now this is the first step only. Now Supreme Court has to really see that whether Pinrai Vijayan and other people can be discharged at this stage. That is all. Now what happened in Supreme Court is, Government of India was going on asking adjournments. Altogether there were 25 adjournments. And five times various advocates mentioned this place, please list this, please list this. So 25 plus 5 together, 30 times this case was mentioned in the Supreme Court. Uh, every time one or the other party was asking for uh, adjournment. And the Supreme Court was generous enough to give that judgment. So four or five or ten times it was government of India. After that, uh, three or four times uh, one or the other party. I think even Pranay Vijayan's advocates uh, once wanted the uh, adjournment. So chalta hai, chal raha tha. Then um, I think uh, Chandra Chud said uh, we are, no, you, you, Lalit said uh, we are going to hear uh, this um, case tomorrow. There is no compromise, no adjournment. Let us see tomorrow. And tomorrow, first case was something else. That case got, uh, went on and on, and it was around uh, 4.30, and usually said, no, today we cannot hear Lavalin case anymore. So it went in the queue. Now, in between, usually uh, retired. And now Chandrachud has come. It has not come. It came on his bench once or so. And uh, one more man from KSCB, he asked for an adjournment. And that adjournment was given Gaya. And I don't think any hearing will, anything will take place. Maybe in the near future. I don't know. The Supreme Court judges are well aware about all these things. And the personalities involved. CBA knows that, government of India knows that. Unnecessary BJPs are being blamed for delaying this. I don't know why BJP is not interested in the case. But yes, if Pindarai Vijayan is not guilty, discharge him and finish it off. But no, you are going on dragging it. So, so that people can speculate there is some underhand dealings between Pindarai Vijayan and Narendra Gundi, etc. Et you don't have a legitimate answer to give to people. Legitimate doubts. This is the plight of uh, BJP in Kerala. Very difficult to answer. But this is what is happening in the court. Um, <clears throat> let's quickly uh, talk about Kerala Story Movie. How many halls are screening it in Kerala? And then we can take some questions for you, sir. It, uh, uh, it ran uh, reasonably well. Almost everywhere, except in uh, Trichur district or so, they could not get theatre. Some some confusion was there. But otherwise, uh, it was uh, running well. Initially, one or two days, there was uh, trouble, some sloganeering, etc. But uh, not beyond that. Police uh, took care of uh, the issue. And it was going on. I went and uh, saw the 8.30 p.m. show with my wife. 
it was uh, very safe nothing no problem i think uh, they made good money and uh, very good impact also in uh, kerala i also heard that it is now being screened in malappuram too oh it was screened in malappuram there was no problem in malappuram mm. see the problem is in england now not in india no they have given certification today they have given the certification today and uh, little every little bit helps sir your video my video i reviewed uh, the kerala story it was shown in two theaters in fremont fremont is a place where this new state senator aisha wahab afghan american has moved the bill which is very hindu phobic called sb403 and and uh, they wanted to prove a point that we in fremont will uh, will be able to screen the show there were some problems there were some challenges but finally they ended up showing the movie and it is running to full houses every see this is a special screening somebody has to find the money to pay in advance and then they have to go and collect the money by uh, you know selling the tickets not only that they are excess money they have committed to helping out uh, poor women who have been stuck with some of these problems who are trying to get their life back again and and this is a, this is the cycle that they are trying to solve so a lot of things are happening bbc uh, britain has given the certification now this is this is what happens you have to apply pressure you have to come out to the streets and talk about this and and i'm hoping that tamil nadu will also allow i mean it's not like they are not allowing they are saying it's not banned but they are just making sure that none of the theater owners are allowed to screen this movie because red giant has it in a vice like grip and and that is going to break that is going to break there's a new case that is coming up in red giant movies and it is connected directly with mr stalin and mr rudayanidhi so we'll wait and see La so let's take some questions uh, mohandas ji unless you want to add something to that no nothing let's go for questions anuradha wants to know do you think the rice elephant arik kumbam news doing circles in the malayalam media is being done to clear up all the forest area for acquiring land for airport near randi no no absolutely ari kombin or now he has become arisi kombin in tamil nadu mm. from kerala uh, forest uh, they shifted the elephant to tamil nadu forest now elephant doesn't uh, know or uh, recognize your border he what uh, 40 kilometers 50 kilometers per day uh, sometimes it comes to kerala sometimes it goes to tamil nadu with a collar uh, on his neck a radio collar which gives the signal every hour uh, about the location yeah. mm. and that is being monitored that has nothing to do with the airport or uh, any anything rohit ravi wants to know don't you think india is becoming fascist i have seen muslims in kerala celebrating onam then why do you think they are radicalized uh muslims in kerala are partially radicalized no one will say that they are fully radicalized they are like hindus or christians they believe in a god a benevolent god they go to the church they pray they go to the mosque they pray they come back life is uh, going on but uh, the uh, radicalized part of islam is the uh, dangerous than uh, radical or fundamental hindus or fundamental christians fundamental hindus are uh, very good because the fundamentals of hinduism are uh, based on uh, everything what is good in the world but for islam it is not like that 
if you strictly go by quran what isis does is right you cannot theologically oppose them see that is the problem with the saudi arabia oman uae everyone knows the danger of isis but theologically you cannot uh, confront them whatever they are doing is written in your book so either you remove the, those lines from the book or at least you say that it is contextual that need not necessarily apply to uh, uh, this present day context something drastic and vociferous resounding is to be done by uh, ordinary muslim otherwise this problem will spread so my request to the ordinary muslims that please take on your head the responsibility just like i am a hindu i take the responsibility of casteism within hindu personally i don't uh, practice casteism but i never defend myself saying that oh very few people here and there um, practice casteism why are you blaming the whole hindu society this, this is never my defense i ne- i have never defended that no hindu will defend that because hindu is a hindu if you are not doing or sri ayer is not doing somebody else is doing it me and sri ayer are responsible because you are part of the society therefore we take the responsibility likewise islam or muslim has also have to take the responsibility of the radical elements which are existing in your society and say that uh, they are our people we will set them right if we want we will change our book you see hindus have thousands of books a big library hindus don't follow a single book we follow a big library what happened to us nothing whatever is good for the uh, present existence we take it from the scriptures if it is not suiting we don't take it at all that is that is that must be a universal behavior of a human being otherwise uh, uh, you you will have no defense at all because uh, you stick to one book and whatever is written in that uh, with the full stop and comma is to be followed it's a, it's a very difficult proposition to digest uh, for uh, other societies that is the problem yeah, a majority of uh, islamic uh, groups in india majority muslims they are just like hindus and christians we know that but the thing is they don't disown this uh, radical uh, islam that is the problem you see you will see so many people blaming uh, osama bin laden all they are, they are hindus and christians show me one muslim who is against the osama bin laden who has made a statement a vociferous resounding statement no uh, you take that uh, yakub memon you somehow you try to justify yakub memon why you say no he was uh, anti national he was killed we don't subscribe to his views we don't uh, uh, agree with him say that uh, in a resounding manner so the message reaches other societies which you are not doing that is why people are viewing you uh, with the uh, suspicion though we know the fact ye kuch bol nahi raha hai isliye dar lagta hai and you again you blame us for islamophobia it is not a phobia it is a fear my dear brother or sister it's a fear phobia is a fear without basis this fear is with basis with solid basis so don't call it islamophobia it is a real fear thank you
Next question from Nagaraju Addagulla. Uh, uh, why is central government or president not considering to put president's rule and everyone knows Kerala is burning and it might burn the country as well? No, that's... Uh, see, constitutionally speaking, uh, Kerala is not right for uh, applying Article 356. There are some uh, guidelines as well as riders put by um, Supreme Court also. You cannot, uh, just like that, dismiss the government merely because you don't like them or they spoke something ill about you, etc. Uh, that's not the way. This, uh, uh, in my opinion, Kerala has not uh, reached a stage where you can apply Article 3. Thank you very much, Mohandasji. That brings us to a close of today's program. Viewers, please like, share and subscribe to our channel. Don't forget to click on the bell button for notification. We'll be back next Wednesday with Mohandasji with another episode. Once again, Namaskar. Thank you.